So this is the old Titans, or at least uh, one old Titan uh, with a Teen Titan here, and we just came back from something, and we couldn't wait to talk about it. I think it'll be obvious what it was in just a moment. This is the old Titans talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, as I said, it's only half the old Titans here this time. Grandmaster B um, couldn't be here this evening. He, unfortunately, has to see the movie a different time. But we have one old Titan, me, John Paul, with a teen Titan. Alexander. Yep, it's Alexander here. Wearing his Spider-Man shirt. You're not a Spidey fan or anything, are you? Nah. No, not at all. <laughs> right, how many Spider-Man comics do you read a month? How many, how many different titles are there? Maybe that's a better way to put it. I think it's more than eight. More than eight? <laughs> that, that sounds about right these days. Spidey has just a few books. Just just a few out, out these days. Um, yeah, He's pretty much Marvel's main character. Everybody was expecting a lot from the movie. Uh, so yeah, we just came back from the 7 o'clock showing, first showing here. Um, it was a little bit of an adventure getting our tickets over the last few days, which we're not going to go into. That was kind of kind of weird, but uh, we got them, showed up, got our perfect seats, our usual seats, front and center. Well, almost front. What a, How many rows back are we? Three or four. Three or four, okay. Three or four, right behind the wall is kind of our normal, usual spot. Right in the middle, ready to go. Probably a little too early. I don't know. How early do we normally get there? Um, normally half an hour. This time we were an hour early. Hey, okay, so yeah, we, we pushed a little bit. We were not the first ones in the theater. There might have only been two people in there before us, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, so, this will be... Over the course of the next uh, little bit, uh, we have a 45-minute limit on our episodes, and uh, we're already two and a half minutes in. So somewhere during the next 42 minutes, um, we will switch to spoilers. But we want to stay spoiler-free at the beginning. So if you're interested in knowing, is the movie worth seeing? Am I going to enjoy it? How does it compare to other Spider-Man movies? Those typical types of things. Um, we'll, we'll get into that first. And when we're ready to go spoiler, when we're ready to start talking about stuff, and when I say spoiler, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, relate every single thing that happened in the movie and, you know, all the way down to the final moments or anything like that, but we will be more free with what we say. Um, when it's time for that point, I'll make sure to say, you know, go away. Yeah. Uh, but until then, uh, non-spoiler time. So, I guess the best question to ask of the bigger Spider-Man fan here, although... I know if you watch, if you look at our Twitter feed or Instagram or Facebook page or anything else, you saw a picture of me sitting there in the movie theater, and you saw I was wearing my Superman, Batman, and Flash and Green Green Lantern and all you know sorts of shirt. Yes, I'm a bigger DC fan, but if I had to list my top three or four or five or whatever heroes, Spidey would be in that top list. Spidey is one of my top favorite characters, but I'll go with you being the bigger Spider-Man fan right now. So. Overall, general thoughts, good, bad, 
I thought it was an amazing movie. Amazing movie. Could even be spectacular. Yeah, okay, sorry. Tons had to be used. Um, It was a well-made movie. It it was. Um, Okay, so if you had to rank it first, let's do the normal five-star type thing. If you had to give it a five-star rating, you know, or zero to five, what would you get? And and you're allowed to do halves. Either a four or 4.5. Okay, okay. Um, I've got to think about that one for a little bit. I'll, I'll give my star rating before we're done here, but I've got to think about it a little bit because um, I'm torn for yeah. different reasons as to exactly where I put it, it. It was good. Not perfect, but good. Yeah. Um, all right. So that general impression, my general impression, the movie was very well made. No question. Mm-hmm. Well made. Um, the actors, I, I don't think a single one of them did a bad job. I think they were all spot on. I've mentioned that about a couple other movies to where... Like Ant-Man, for instance. If Ant-Man had not had his sidekick in that, that movie would have bombed. His sidekick was what saved the movie. In this one, everybody did a great job. Um, from Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man himself, to everybody. I mean, that's it. they were all they were all spot on. I think they did good casting. What did you think of Spider-Man himself? Spider-Man, I thought, almost perfect yeah. choice. Yeah, he did, he did. He was very believable as a high school mm-hmm. kid. Probably because of the actor's own age. I don't know exact, his exact age, but he's definitely young. There's no mm-hmm. question. Um, so I thought all the actors did a good job. The overall story structure was was very good. It was, it was an enjoyable story. My only problem with the entire thing is this is not my Spider-Man. That's that's my problem. Mm-hmm. This is not my Spider-Man. Um, you know, if, if the Marvel Universe has a multiverse, just like DC, and this is a Spider-Man... From a different universe. And in this different universe, you also have Tony Stark and all the other, you know, stuff we've been mm-hmm. watching the movies. Fine. Again, it was it was enjoyable. And the Spider-Man definitely seemed more reminiscent to me of the Ultimate Universe rather than the main continuity Spider-Man. Yeah, and I've had a lot of people going into it that when I would mention from the trailers, I thought it didn't look like the real Spider-Man to me. They said it, it. They thought it looked a little more Ultimate Spider-Man. So maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my Spider-Man. So that's where I'm kind of torn on what to give it on the stars. If if you if you're talking about just quality of story, quality of acting, did I feel like I got my money's worth and all that? Sure. It, four out of five stars. Yeah, easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's easy. Could I give it even four and a half? Maybe. It, but it was it was really good. How it compares to the other Spider-Man movies? Well, let me ask you. You've you've seen most of the other Spider-Man I've movies. I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd seen Spider-Man 3 because we pretended that exists. You showed me that, I think, opening day. Uh, before was, we saw the reviews. Yeah, it was Spider-Man 3. It was terrible. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so how would you say this compares story-wise to the other Spider-Mans? I think this one definitely, in my opinion, better than the Andrew Garfield. Okay. Definitely by far better than Spider-Man 3. Yeah, everything's better than... <laughs> the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 2 yeah. was better than Spider-Man 3. I don't know if it was better than Sp- the original Spider-Man 2, but that's sort of because this felt like a different type of story to compared yeah. to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It felt very different because he was already out of... 
Yeah, he was in high school in the first one. Yeah, but in the second one, he was by that point out. Right. And in the first one, he wasn't young, freshly into right. high school. Yeah, he, he, they, they he was much more mature. Yeah, combination of where they wanted the story to go and the actor they cast and all the rest. He was, he was a little bit older. They definitely set out to make this one more of a, he's in high school, he's going to be in high school for a while. That mm-hmm. That kind of... They wanted you to come away from the movie feeling like, I get to watch Spider-Man in high school for a while. The same as if you read the comics in the yeah. 60s, and that's and that's that's fine. That, that's that's not a bad thing. And they pulled that off. They pulled that off really well. So, just because of those differences, because it's very different versions of Spider-Man, I don't know if I like it better, just as much, as Spider-Man 2. So, I'm yeah. not sure where... Uh, I personally would still rank Spider-Man 2 as the best one. I mean, to me, Spider-Man 2 is one of the top superhero mm-hmm. movies, period, of any superhero. It, it yeah. got everything, almost everything right. It's not five out of five stars, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's close. Um, this one did a lot of stuff better than Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. but not everything. But it did a lot of stuff better. Just part of it is just over the years, they're getting used to doing more of this mm-hmm. stuff. And I don't mean just special effects. They're figuring out what people are fine seeing and what needs yeah. to be said and what can just be implied. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting better at that, but there's just still... I would probably put Spider-Man 2 in first place. Um, Spider-Man 1... Oh, it'd be difficult to rank where Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1 with uh, Garfield and this one... I'd have to think about it a little bit to see where I'd put the three of those um, because they're so different. They, <laughs> they are yeah. so very different. Um, all right, so let's go down a few of the actors. Uh, we already said Tom Holland did a fantastic job as Peter Parker. He really did. <laughs> um, without getting spoilery, I'll come back to him in a little bit when we get more spoilery. Yeah. Um, probably the person who had the second most screen time, Ned. <laughs> what do you think of Ned? I have a feeling... He was a very fun character. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, the reason they did that, he is very similar right now to, if you're reading the Miles Morales' version of Spider-Man in the comics, he has a best friend who knows his secret identity, who is very, very, very similar to Ned, personality-wise, yep. and even somewhat look-wise, so I have a feeling they were trying to draw on some of that crowd who... Blended together. Yeah. yeah. Um, they A little bit of that, and maybe... Um, that's all it is, but I definitely got a little bit of the, um, Flash TV, oh, sorry, Flash Arrow TV show Felicity, the, a little bit of the Felicity feel from him, <laughs> the comic relief in the background type thing, yeah. um, the saying the really s- silly, stupid things at the wrong time and all that kind of stuff, but you love the character yeah. and that's, yeah, yeah I got, you, you love Ned in almost mm-hmm. every, almost every scene. He might get him annoying a couple of times, but he was supposed to be annoying in yeah. those times. Ned was, was great. Um, he was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Probably the character with the next most screen time, would you say, um, Tony Stark, maybe? Maybe. Maybe, or Toons, um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, one of those two. They're, they seem... I think Keaton had more, I don't know if I'd say more FaceTime, but felt like his character was on screen a bit longer. He was definitely more involved in the 
in the main plot of yeah. this story. Not in the development of Peter the character, but in the development of this story. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll stick with Michael Keaton. Birdman himself. I don't think they could have cast anyone better as yeah. Vulture. He, he, came across, he came across very creepy mm-hmm. when he was supposed to be. Very non-creepy when he wasn't supposed to be. Um, he was multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, not to give anything away about the story or any you know, little story points. Just... He was not just a straight, ha, 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 I'm the right guy. You know, it's, yeah, he was, he was not that. He had <laughs> depth to the character. There was no question he was the bad guy. Yeah. But he had depth to his character, and that was kind of yeah. cool. You could see his motivation. Yeah, so Tony. Um, I will say Tony Stark, to me, came across a little bit more cartoony in this one. It's almost like either because this was a Spider-Man movie that was supposed to be more lighthearted... They had Robert Downey Jr. both written and told him to play up the silly part of Tony Stark's nature, or because he's played the character Tony Stark, Tony Stark for so many movies, he's now exaggerating some of that stuff more. But he seemed a little bit more cartoony in this than he has, you know, like in Civil War. <laughs> I do feel that was probably more of it was a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man is known being. The comical yeah. one. Yeah. So they were trying to make him fit into the tone of the movie, I feel. Still felt mostly natural, but I do think it was slightly trying to keep him in tone with yeah. the film. Um, Aunt May, this is the one I've complained about the most. They even commented on it in the movie. Yeah, love Marissa Tomei. She's a great actress. <laughs> very, very beautiful. Good actress. Not my image of Aunt May from the comics. Yeah. And they they even comment on those exact qualities and all in the story. of calling her the, the hot Italian and all this. Yeah. And she's not what I expected from him. I can see yeah. her playing someone's aunt, but I, she's still not quite Aunt no. May. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Flash Thompson. Okay. Oh, let, me, let me say this. <laughs> There was a lot of controversy when they first announced the casting for a lot, a lot of the characters because they they were going against type from the comic, um, whether that was gender, racially, physical, body type, whatever. Flash Thompson, when you see a picture of him, did not look like it. I will say, the way the character is portrayed, that, to me, came across as Flash Thompson all the way through. Mm-hmm. I, I will say the actor did a great job. He became Flash Thompson to me in the story. He, he did he, a great job. He definitely did better than I feared he was going to do when they first... Yeah. Because when they first announced... He's definitely, obviously, when seeing the movie, he's put on muscle since yeah. the initial picture. Because when they first showed pictures, he did not have all that much muscle. So I was yeah. looking at what appeared from the picture to be a scrawny kid. Yeah, he's still not the six-foot-plus football well, player... Yeah. Dumb jock. He's he's yeah. not that. Um, yeah, he's not. But I still have some problems with where they took him. I understand why they did, because they wanted to have more of a reason why he was picking on Peter rather than just school bully main character yeah. needs a conflict. Yeah, but so I understand why. It's just from reading so many comics with. The Flash Thompson I know, I I just need to see more. 
see where they end up taking yeah. him before yeah. I decide if is this how I can view Flash Thompson going forward. Can you picture him as Agent Venom? Not right now. <laughs> okay, not right now. But that's a few years down the road anyway. Uh, quite a few. All right, so um, I thought their settings were good. They definitely made this, except for one part of the story, they made this very much a New York story. And Spider-Man mm-hmm. is, is a New York guy, yeah. so that, that part worked, worked great. Um, story structure. I thought the story overall worked really well um, mm-hmm. as a story. Forget about whether it's Spider-Man or my Spider-Man. Just as a structured story, it, it built and, you know, it had humor in the right places, it had suspense, it had action, and it built towards a logical conclusion. You never felt like, why isn't this already over? You know, like mm-hmm. like sometimes when you see the Flash run into the room and stop and just stand and talk for a minute, he should have already defeated everybody. Yeah. And that happens, that could be in any of these movies. I mean, I'm picking on the Flash, but this could be any of these kind of movies. Um, that definitely was not the case. Everything seemed to fit in this, so that's good. Um mm-hmm. Did you pick up on the opening music? Yes. Yeah, so the one I played here at the beginning of our podcast was used, and this is, sorry if this is a little of a spoiler, this was used a little bit in the beginning, just kind of subtly and, you know, updated and used in with everything. But that's, you know, that's kind of, that was kind of cool. Um, humor level. Do you think the humor level was about where it should be? It was definitely humorous, not necessarily in the way I expected in what way? Uh, not as many puns as I was hoping for, just... Spider-Man likes making fun of his villains and talk and having conversations with them during his fights. That and, was And that was where Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man yeah. did more of that. Yeah. Although I feel they might have stayed away from that since they are still trying to show he's new. He's yeah. just not really sure what he's doing yet. So I hope they add more of that in as they develop him more as a character... And he grows up a bit. As he gets more confidence. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're right. That's something that was missing. And I don't think it'd be inappropriate. When he puts on the mask, he gains the confidence because he's no longer Peter Parker. He's now (laughs) Spider-Man. I think it'd be okay if they had done that. Instead, I felt like they relied more on the the physical humor. Him in learning to be Spider-Man, you know, whether he's crashing through, you know, garbage cans or, you know... Oops, there's not a building to swing by, you know, running across, you know, a field or something, you know. Whatever it is, the physical humor ended up being a lot of the humor instead of the quips and And puns. I do feel just the way his character progressed, that that is going to be something that with each future movie he's in, he's slowly going to progress from less of slapstick, not knowing what he's necessarily doing, to more of his classic quips and jokes. Yeah. As he becomes more confident and capable. But I'll say that's... When I say this was not my Spidey, though, I would say that's part of it. Because to me, what it means to be Spider-Man, like in the comics, when it all started, mm-hmm. you know, go back to you know the very beginning. One of the things that Marvel and Stan Lee did different was they didn't have all the characters be perfect and have a happy life. They were not all Bruce Wayne with millions of dollars of billions and quadrillions and mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they had life struggles. And whether those struggles were with money or family squabbles like in the Fantastic Four or whatever, they all had struggles. Peters were around having a hard life. Um, He felt guilt over the stuff with Uncle Ben. He had financial issues. Aunt May had health issues. He had a hard life. 
where he escaped from that was as Spider-Man. That, to me, that's what being Spidey is about, is Peter is living a real kid's life, and Spider-Man is the wish fulfillment. And yes, he struggles. I mean, he didn't get beaten up some and all the rest. And in this, you had more of the struggle as Spider-Man. You had, you had Spider-Man struggling, learning to be Spider-Man, and his normal life was actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he was rolling in money, but let's see. What all, um, you know, they never, they never seem to be struggling for money. Aunt May, younger, good health. Um, he had friends. I mean, yeah, you got the Flash Thompson thing, but it never really seems to get to him or anything. It's, it, so they kind of flipped it. You know, they, they kind of flipped all of that. But even with the, you know, even with the flipping... You still got Spider-Man stuff in there. I mean, obviously you enjoyed it quite a bit, and it was still enjoyable. <laughs> but it was, it, it's almost like, um, you know, I hate to even compare this. It's very different. It's, this isn't a fair comparison with Gotham. Gotham on TV has flipped the Batman story. The Batman story has always about, been about this psychologically messed up kid who grows up to be Batman, and the existence of Batman creates all these psychologically disturbed villains. On the TV show, they have all the villains be created created first, which is now creating Batman. It's reverse. <laughs> Spider-Man, not in any way the same story in the same way, but they've got everything kind of backwards. So when I say it's not my Spidey, that's kind of what I mean. <laughs> but it was still fun. It was still an enjoyable movie. I'd recommend people go see it. And I will say one good thing for me as kids or anything else, um, I didn't pick up anything that was not kid-friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. I... I, I was there possibly some language somewhere that I'm not remembering? Possibly, but yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah, there was that. a few. I think they used just background noises to blank out some of the language because there was a few spots with that I could tell people said something, said here, or something there. here and there, but, but it wasn't. No, but overall, much. it's, um, you know, blood almost non existent. Um, there's some danger. There's violence, but it was Spider-Man level. So the whole movie, yeah. if if you took your kids or were willing to take your kids to see any of the previous Spider-Man movies, this one's definitely fine. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, so anything else you want to say about it before we move into the spoiler section? Go see it. <laughs> Go see it. All right, that that works. That works. Um, all right. So for anybody who's getting ready to sign off and stop listening to us, one last thing I do want to mention. Um, our thoughts and prayers do go out to the um, Lee family. Stanley's wife, Joan, passed away today. We we read that as we came home. That story broke while we were in the movie theater. So I hate to bring a downer into this, but I at least want to make sure to mention it in case you're not listening to the rest. Uh, she's age 93, and again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Lee family. So with that little bit of a downer part of the podcast behind us, at this point, we are now moving into spoiler territory. Um... Anything we say after this could spoil anything in the movie. If you don't want to know, you know, what color Peter's shoes were two-thirds of the way through the movie, we might tell you. Yeah, it could be any detail. I don't know. I think they were blue. But anyway, um, at this point, you know, we hate to lose you. Go watch the movie and then come back and pick up at this point. We're at the 23-minute and 49-second mark, so you can come back to that. 
All right, from this point forward, we're fair game. Okay, the butler did it. No, uh, okay, okay, all right. So, with that being said, um, all right, what are some of the things um, that we want to bring up that just you're dying to mention about the movie? Is there something you just have to mention about it that you hadn't said so far? I just love the fact that they had lots of subtle hints at other Spider-Man characters that if you didn't read the comics and know all the characters really well, you wouldn't really have noticed and it wouldn't have like been just, hey, look here, look here. So what were some of them? Because I, I think uh, I missed them. Matt Gargan was the person that Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture, was trying to sell weapons to on the ferry. And people who read the comics, and especially the Venom, the current run of Venom right now, know he's... The Scorpion eventually, for a while, became Venom. So he's a fairly okay. decent-sized character in the Spider-Man yeah. mythos. Any, the only one I picked up on, because they actually said it, it was not a subtle one, was the Shocker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two Shockers. Well, two Shockers. <laughs> but the Shocker was so wasted. That, that's yeah, one thing. Yeah. This movie just kind of wasted the character of the Shocker. So, Sharky, if you're listening... We're sorry, because I know that you like cosplaying that one, and yeah, that was just that was just wasted. It pro- it provided some cool scenes. It worked mm-hmm. fine, but if you were a fan of the Shocker character, yeah, sorry, just didn't work in the movie. Um, the opening video, I loved. Okay, so the movie opens with kind of a well. There's there's a couple of little scenes, but when we get to the present day, you know, kind of picking up on what Spider Man's doing and all the rest. We see everything point of view from Peter's cell phone where he's making kind of a documentary video of his adventure. And it starts, you don't realize it, but it starts with him being picked up by Happy and heading off to his Civil War cameo. (laughs) And that was great. (laughs) The only problem is it went on too long. If it was, I didn't time it, but if it was five minutes... It probably should have been two and a half. I feel. They did that, I'm guessing, partially, yes, because it was comical, but also just to show people where exactly in the timeline this falls. Oh, yeah. No, it, the way they did it was very creative. All, right. All the way up through his introduction, you know, hey, Andrews, you know, yeah. everything up through that point was fantastic. They just went too long. Um, but outside of going too long, that's, that, that was, it was, it was cool. <laughs> Um, they definitely established its ties to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, mm-hmm. what all did they mention in there? Do you remember? Uh, so Everything. I mean, yeah. Obviously Iron Man. I mean, we got Tony Stark as Iron Man. We saw Avengers Tower. Um, Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. Uh, there was some Chitauri. Yeah, all the cleanup yeah. at the very beginning. That's kind of what spurs a lot of stuff. The Chitauri stuff that was being collected and salvaged. Um, they mentioned Thor, mm-hmm. Hulk. Um, yeah, they mentioned yeah, Thor's magical belt, which Happy couldn't pronounce. Yeah. Oh, who's the first group that Spider-Man fights? Uh, well, okay, yeah, he's, he's kind of a joke, but he fights the Avengers. Which was in the, what was the first or second trailer? Yeah, maybe? yeah, where they're all so wearing a Halloween mask. We already knew about that. Yeah, but you got, you got all of that. Um... You have Captain America. How many different times was Captain America in there? there. One, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three
three or four, wasn't yeah, it? Three or four. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, we'll go with we'll go with three, definitely, maybe a fourth. But um, school videos that was kind of it was kind of humorous. Um, you know, just stuff that was pre-recorded by Captain America before Civil War. Obviously, they even kind of referenced that. Uh, those those were cool. But yeah, there's definitely definitely that. Um, I do want to go back to Ned for a minute. Ned was Ned was great. <laughs> Knowing that you know, learning first that Peter's Spider Man, <laughs> and then being his confidant, his Felicity, yeah. his whatever the character is in uh, Miles Morales's book. Yeah. He's very similar. Genki. Genki. Okay, okay. He was he was great, and um, that's even kind of an example I said before that you know Peter's life. Is not screwed up or messed up mm-hmm. or dark and depressing like it is in the comics. Um, there's an example. Ned is a character who, in the comics, would have been, along with Peter, picked on and the nerdly character and mm-hmm. all the rest. In this, okay, they pick on both of them some, but then they're still invited to the party and actually are welcomed. And, yeah. you know, that's, there's nothing really ever bad that happens to, to them. Yeah. Um, okay. I did think it was cool they didn't do the origin story again. Let's mm-hmm. see. They referenced it somewhere yeah, in there. They referenced they? it when Ned first was asking him questions about, like, how did you become Spider-Man? This and that, and what's it like? Yeah. And yeah. he mentions he got bit by a spider. Ned is like, I want to be bit by that spider. But what if it hurts? And they have a yeah. whole conversation, brief, brief conversation about that, yeah. covering his origin. But no mention of Uncle Ben. But that there that surprised me a lot. That there wasn't even like I didn't even see any yeah. pictures or anything like in there. It's it's like Ben doesn't exist. And I get it. It's like, if he exists in that universe, he's gone. But I have a feeling. that was always the defining moment yeah. for Spider Man. And they never even said the phrase with great power. Yeah, they teased it in Civil War, but they never Yeah. I have a feeling with the fact that it doesn't seem to be playing a role, if he was in this universe, and if he did die like he did in the room, I have a feeling it was probably before he became Spider-Man. Except that would mess things up too. And it's just it seems like it was something that would have happened based on the fact that he doesn't seem to be having any problems with dealing with that grief or anything. Yeah. Thing that it must have been at least quite a while ago. Either that, or they just made him have it. Yeah. get his powers a long time ago and he just didn't do anything with them I don't I don't know if we'll ever find out that answer alright so what was the call out to um, which which spider costume was he wearing before Tony gave him one and that he wore for part of the movie what what, what was that spider which spider man costume was that that he was wearing because uh, there's so many spider costumes his handmade or the one yeah his Tony. handmade one I think that that was just one they made just purely for. But I mean, it looked like one of them. Which which character in the Spider Universe? It felt you? very reminiscent of Ben Reilly's original with the torn. Okay. Look, the hoodie, the hoodie thing, he or whatever. Yeah. Tore up a hoodie and stitched it together. It felt very reminiscent of that costume. Yeah. Not ex- the same, obviously, but it did feel reminiscent that they were like taking. Ties from that yeah. to inspire this new one. That's cool. Um, I will say that you know Peter in the in the comics again 
one of the things was he created his web fluid. Well, in this, he created his web fluid. He created his costume. Mm-hmm. Peter was a self-made man. And that's where I had some other problems with this. Because once you got... He did make the web fluid in this. But once you got past mm-hmm. that and the, the silly costume, how much stuff did Tony Stark do for it? I mean, his costume, what all did that thing do? Did you count the number of options and... Settings and such. 500 combinations of web fluid. Yes, 500 combinations of web fluid from uh, rapid fire to yeah, I have a feeling that was Marvel poking fun at themselves because currently in the comics, Peter is rich, unlike Iron Man. Yeah. And now his current costume has all these ridiculous gadgets that he never uses. So I have a feeling that was them somewhat poking fun at themselves. Maybe, but... Maybe. But it was just so much stuff. He even had the Jarvis-style heads-up, um, Karen. Um, he had the Jarvis-style heads-up display with voice and I, computer I do control. understand why they had Tony play as much of a role as he did. Because in the comics, Tony was Peter's role model. His Eventually. Role, eventually. Not at the beginning. Not at the beginning, eventually. but eventually. But they definitely, in the comics, at least right now, are very close. He still looks up to... Yeah, it's I mean, so about ten years after becoming Spider-Man in the comics. Uh, but they wanted to connect things in this universe, so they're trying much quicker to do it quicker. Um, I already mentioned Flash was good. Oh, I heard him mention at one point um, the school they went to. I didn't pick up on it at the beginning, but somebody said something about being a special school. And if you think about it, every person in there they they have the chess club and the math club and the this club and the that club, and they had. School. And they, they had the school uniforms, and they were all part of their, um, you know, academic decathlon, decathlon um, deal. Mm-hmm. Even Flash Thompson was a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they pointed out he was first alternate. Yes, he was not the smartest. And he got every question basically wrong. Except, in order to qualify to be on that team, he wasn't a dummy. Mm-hmm. They, so, it I sounds don't... like Peter is going, again, back to the better life. He's actually going to a... School for gifted kids, and with that, it feels like they're trying to merge him and Miles because in the comics, Miles does go to a specialized private school for exceptional kids, and exceptional stuff. kids, yeah. and they also his best friend. I said feels very reminiscent of Miles's best friend, so feels that they're trying to appeal not only to the older Spider-Man fans who love Peter Parker. But also to the Miles. people who do love Miles, because it'll probably be years before we ever see Miles, I'm guessing, in the movie. In the live action, but there's an animated one next, I believe next summer is when they yeah. animated Miles. And he's also was teased in the new Spider-Man game that Sony just yep. announced. So I feel like they are, yes, this is Peter Parker, this is his story, but they are trying to throw in elements of Miles's story. Blending, just blending, blending them, all the different parts that have blending worked. them together to try and get as many people interested as possible. Yeah, um, I will say probably my favorite part of the movie, something that has become kind of a classic moment uh, for Spider-Man. Every every character has one of these kind of moments. For Batman, it's standing on top of the building with the lightning flashing behind him. I am Batman. You know that, the, you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that kind of classic pose or moment or something. Um, for Superman, the up, up, and away, the whatever. Um, for Spider-Man, one of his classic moments came for the first time in Amazing Spider-Man number 33. 
So we're talking a long time ago. <laughs> we're talking the very first book, when it was only one book, number 33. Um, the cover of it has Spider-Man trapped under wreckage. <laughs> you know, girders and block, concrete blocks and everything on top of him. And in the story, he's trapped under this and he has to get um, some medicine of some type to Aunt May to save her life and all this. But he's trapped. How can he make it? How can he... He's got to struggle. And through sheer force of will, he manages to lift everything. Well, mm-hmm. it's not the same story element. I'm not going to spoil the story element. But you have one of those moments. And they've done this time and time and time again in the comics. They've had Peter or Spidey trapped under wreckage so many times where he has to lift stuff off mm-hmm. of him. That's become kind of the classic thing for Spider-Man. And they do it in this. And that's kind of cool. Um, that they, they give you that moment in this. Um, so that was probably my favorite moment. Did you have a favorite moment in the movie? I'm... Hmm. Yeah, I can't pick a moment right now. I'm thinking, and there's a handful of different scenes that were really, really good at I'm just not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, they were, they were, again, the movie overall was very good. I'll, I'll go back to that. Yes, I'd recommend people go. You're not going to be wasting your money on it. Um, if you are an old Titan, if you're 40 plus, just go in knowing, and I did. That, maybe that's why I could enjoy it. I went in knowing this was not going to be my Spider-Man. Um, I'm okay with story elements changing. If you don't change the core of the character. Uh, Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman movie was not the exact story that, say, George <clears throat> Perez told. Or that was told back, you know, in the 40s and all that. But they had the character true to who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Christopher Reeve, Superman. Um, while it's not my favorite of them, because I don't like the Clark Kent in that. They still got the basic elements of the story correct. Especially for the comics at the time. Um, Batman and others they've done this with Um, but going in knowing that it was not my Spider-Man I was able to enjoy it more so if you go in knowing that if you're older then you'll probably really enjoy the movie Um, definitely sit through the credits yes Um, I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to tell you what the post-credit scenes are there are two they're both good they're both good um they definitely connect into the main story. They're not unconnected to the main story in any way, shape, or form. Um, one's probably more relevant than the other <laughs> to it or whatever. But they tie up some loose ends. Um, you'll enjoy sitting through to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely do that. Um, so any last thoughts before we head out for the day, for the night? I started to say the day, but this is now 11.10 at night. I think it's about time mm-hmm. for these spider people to uh, go to bed now. So any last thoughts? No? No. All righty. Well, for John Paul. And Alexander. We are out of here.
Um, why are you still here? Shouldn't you be gone already? We told you this is the end. I mean, are you expecting another scene at the end of this or something? That'd be kind of a waste of time, wouldn't it? Oh well. Till next time. Bye!